Today's New Testament reading is the second epistle to the Corinthians, the first chapter. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the church of God that is at Corinth with all the saints who are in the whole of Achaia, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. Our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our comfort. For we do not want you to be ignorant, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God, who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and He will deliver us. On Him we have set our hope that He will deliver us again. You also must help us by prayer so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. For our boast is this, the testimony of our conscience, that we behaved in the world with simplicity and godly sincerity, not by earthly wisdom, but by the grace of God, and supremely so toward you. For we are not writing to you anything other than what you read and acknowledged and I hope you will fully acknowledge, just as you did partially acknowledge us, that on the day of our Lord Jesus, you will boast of us as we will boast of you. Because I was sure of this, I wanted to come to you first, so that you might have a second experience of grace. I wanted to visit you on my way to Macedonia, and to come back to you from Macedonia, and have you send me on my way to Judea. Was I vacillating when I wanted to do this? Do I make my plans according to the flesh, ready to say yes, yes, and no, no, at the same time? As surely as God is faithful, our word to you has not been yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, whom we proclaimed among you, Silvanus and Timothy and I, was not yes and no, but in him it is always yes. For all the promises of God find their yes in Him. That is why it is through Him that we utter our Amen to God for His glory. And it is God who establishes us with you in Christ, and has anointed us, and who also has put His seal on us, and has given us His Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. This is the word of the Lord. For today's meditation on God's Word, we welcome Pastor Sean Kilgo. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Dear saints, when you encounter trouble in your life, what is it that brings you comfort? When sickness ravages your body or the body of a loved one, when your finances are out of order, when you behold society crumbling around you, when you look and see more empty pews than full ones, what is it that brings you comfort? The answer to this question is also the answer to the question, what or who is your God? For that which you look to for comfort is also that which you place your trust and faith in. So when your loved one is sick, do you place your faith in the doctors and hospitals, or do you commit them to the care of the great physician Jesus, trusting that he will not neglect his promise to work all things for our good? When you behold the world crumbling around you, do you put your hope in the princes and government of this land, or do you place your trust in Jesus, who has overcome this world? What brings you comfort in this world? Is it the things of this world, or is it Jesus? Is it your own strength and efforts, your own works, or the works of your neighbors, or is it the strength and work of Jesus? St. Paul, in our text from 2 Corinthians, encourages us to repent of looking for comfort in false gods and to see our comfort in the person and work of our Lord Jesus. He says, for as we share abundantly in Christ's suffering, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. He continues on to discuss his and Timothy's afflictions, which they experienced in Asia, and notes that these things happen to them in order to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. This, dear saints, is our hope and comfort in all our afflictions. This is why we may be comforted in every affliction, because Jesus, the firstborn from the dead, gives to us the promise that we too will be raised from the dead. St. Paul tells us that God comforts us in all our afflictions, all of them, not just some, not just the really bad ones, not just the ones at the end of our lives, all of our afflictions. And he can do this. He can bring us comfort in every and any affliction, because in the body of Jesus, pierced and nailed to the tree, there is not a single affliction that is unknown to God. There is not a single affliction which our Lord has not atoned for. There is no affliction which he has not promised to remove from the world when he returns in glory to raise our bodies to live eternally with him. Now, though our Lord promises to comfort us in our afflictions, he does not promise to remove them from us in this life. He doesn't promise that in this life we will live a life free from trouble and temptations, a life of perfect comfort. In fact, our Lord promises that in this life we will have trouble, that in this life we will struggle, that we will need to be comforted by our Lord in the midst of our afflictions. But we also have the promise that follows, but fear not, I have overcome the world. Then St. Paul gives to us the reason why we receive this comfort, and there are three reasons. One, we've already heard that we may be pointed away from ourselves and to the promises of our Lord where true comfort is found. Second, so that we may trust in the promise of the resurrection of the dead. Since we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, as we have been baptized into his death, 
we share abundantly in Christ's comfort also, as we are baptized also into his resurrection. And the third reason for our comfort is so that we may share with our neighbor the same comfort. St. Paul reminds us in 1 Corinthians that since we are of one body, we rejoice with the one who rejoices, and we suffer with the one who suffers. We also bring comfort in the midst of affliction, in the same way that we are brought comfort ourselves in our affliction. And this comfort we bring to our neighbor is more than just worldly platitudes, nice sayings, or a home-cooked meal. It's comfort which flows from the death of Jesus for them, just as the death of Jesus is also for us. It's comfort which flows from the resurrection of Jesus for them, just as Jesus is raised also for us. It's comfort which is able to help in any affliction. Comfort that Jesus will raise their bodies from the dead, that he will raise our bodies from the dead, and that he will raise our loved ones' bodies from the dead. Comfort that on the last day, our Lord Jesus will wipe every tear from our eyes. Comfort that the promise of God awaits us. As St. John writes, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more, for the former things have passed away. In Jesus' name, amen.